evening to everyone. My name is Dave Frankowski, and I'll be your moderator for today's class. And welcome to another lecture given by the Oceanside, California class. This is a school and not a church. Neither are we affiliated with any religious organization. The school is a nonprofit, non-denominational, religious and scientific research organization dedicated to showing proof of the existence of Yahweh our Elohim and the operation of his eternal purpose, pattern and plan operating throughout eternity to this present day. This school was established as a result of a divine vision and revelation given unto our founder, Dr. Henry Clifford Kinley in the state of Ohio in the year of 1931. We were incorporated in the state of California in the year of 1958, and we hold classes in the United States and in various other countries. The Oceanside class was established in 1994. At this time, I'd like to introduce to you the Dean of the Oceanside class, Dr. Dennis Volpe, and the president, Dr. Carl Emler. Now in this school, we use the true, correct, and original name and title for the Father, the Word or Son, and the Holy Spirit, which are contained in the original Hebrew text. The correct name for our Heavenly Father is Yahweh. It has been improperly substituted by Lord. The correct title for the Word or Son is Elohim. It has been improperly substituted by God. And the correct name of the Holy Spirit manifested in or out of a physical body is Yahshua. It has been erroneously substituted by Jesus Christ. Lord and God are titles and they are not names. The Apostle Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, tells us in 1 Corinthians 8 and 5 that there are Lord's many and there are God's many. But we now know that each Lord must have a name, and each God must have a name also. Elohim is a title, but unlike the titles of Lord and God, Elohim is a divine title. It's a divine title because it's the title that our Creator has chosen for Himself. Jesus is a name, but it is an erroneous name, and a minor investigation on your part into a good dictionary or encyclopedia would prove that neither the Hebrew, the Greek, nor the Latin languages have any letters or characters in their alphabet that would produce the sound that's made by the letter J. Neither was there a letter J in our own English language until some 1400 years after the death of the Messiah which would make such names as Jesus and Jehovah impossible renderings for the true name of our Father and his Son. Christ is a title just like Lord and God. Yahweh is pure spirit, and in this state he is incomprehensible and inscrutable. He is the ultimate source, substance, the limits and the bounds of everything that exists. We have Yahweh in his pure spirit state, symbolized on this chart as a cloud. Yahweh is not a cloud. He merely chose a cloud because a cloud has no particular or descriptive shape and form. 
And we've drawn this cloud to extend all around the edges of this chart to show that everything on the chart is within the cloud. In like manner, everything in the universe abides within the pure spirit state of Yahweh. Yahweh knowing that man could not perceive of him in his pure spirit state, took on shape and took on form right within himself as Yahweh Elohim. This is the word or son, a super incorporeal being that is having the shape and form of a man, but without flesh and blood. This form can only be seen in divine visions and understood in divine revelations. Later on, this self-same spirit manifested himself in a physical body, and he walked the earth plane as Yahshua, the Messiah, who the whole world calls Jesus Christ. Now there's only one name given, among, given unto salvation, and we must know that name. So the simple yet intelligent question that we should ask ourselves is, what did they call the Savior when he walked the earth plane? A further understanding of this name and title may be had by reading the preface to the Holy Name Bible. Also in this school, we teach by the divine pattern of the universe. It's the divine pattern because it's Yahweh's pattern. After Yahweh led the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt, he called Moses on top of Mount Sinai. And he showed him this threefold tabernacle pattern in a vision. Later on, Yahweh instructed Moses to build one in the wilderness of Sinai, exactly like the one he had seen in his vision on the mount. The tabernacle pattern is a threefold pattern consisting of a most holy place, a holy place, and a court roundabout. These three compartments make up the one tabernacle pattern. In this school, we show proof that everything in the universe is made and it operates according to the structure and the function of this threefold tabernacle pattern, and that absolutely nothing escapes the pattern. The school has 10 primary constitutional objectives and aims, and they are as follows. One, to help you find and know Yahweh our Elohim as he really is and actually exists. Two, to form a nucleus of universal brotherhood of humanity in Yahshua the Messiah without distinction of race, nationality, creed, sex, caste, or color. Three, to investigate the unexplained spirit law or so-called law of nature and the powers latent in man. Four, to encourage and promote the study of the scriptures, comparative religions, psychology, philosophy, modern, practical, and occult science. Five, to extirpate current superstition, skepticism, and ignorance. Six, to learn, know, and understand the operation of Yahweh's eternal purpose through the dispensations and ages. Seven, to discern and avoid being deceived by Lucifer, the serpent, the devil, the dragon, or Satan and his demons operating the mystery of iniquity on earth through the dispensations of time. Eight, to earnestly contend for the common salvation and faith 
which was once delivered unto the sons or children of Yahweh. Nine, to make known that Yahweh from the beginning ordained. There is no other name given among men whereby man can be saved, saving the name of Yahshua the Messiah. And 10, to inherit eternal life now in the kingdom of Yahshua the Messiah with the hope of immortal glorification in the new earth state. Our watchword is peace and our slogan is speak the truth. We'll begin this afternoon with a prayer by Dr. Bruce Geller from our Oceanside class. And we'll have a scripture read, which will be 2 Peter, the third chapter. That'll be read by Dr. Jerry Geller from our Oceanside class. Thank you, Dave. Good afternoon and evening to everyone. May we all bow our hearts and minds unto our Heavenly Father, Yahweh, who again has seen fit to bring us all together to preach this true gospel of Yahshua the Messiah. And Yahweh, we are so grateful that you have chosen us out of the world and taken us out of darkness into your marvelous light. We just ask you to help us, strengthen us, so that we can endure unto the end. And let us be slow to anger and quick to forgive one another when we're offended. We just thank you, Yahweh, for the great sacrifice that you have done through Yahshua the Messiah and coming down and dying for our sins and being buried and raising from the dead according to the great gospel and according to the scriptures. We just ask you to continue to uh, have us put you in our thoughts at all times, never forgetting where it is you brought us from. And let the, the meditation of our hearts and the words of our mouth be acceptable in your sight, Yahweh. And let us just be joyous and grateful for what you have already done for us and what you're continuing to do for us. In Yahshua the Messiah's most holy name, we offer this prayer. Let us say hallelujah. hallelujah. Good evening, class. Tonight I'll be reading 2 Peter, the third chapter from the Holy Name Bible, containing the Holy Name version of the Old and New Testaments critically compared with ancient authorities and various manuscripts revised by the late A.B. Trena of the Scripture Research Association Incorporated, College Park, Maryland, 2 Peter, the third chapter. This epistle, beloved, I now write unto you, in both which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance, that ye may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandment of us, the apostles of the Redeemer and Savior. Knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lusts and saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. For this they willingly are ignorant of, that by the word of Yahweh the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of the water and in the water, whereby the world that then was, being overflowed with water, perished. 
but the heavens and the earth, which are now by the same word are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of wicked men. But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with Yahweh as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. Yahweh is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of Yahweh will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens shall pass away with great noise, and the elements shall melt with, melt with fervent heat, the earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Seeing it then that all these things must be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conduct and righteousness, looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of Yahweh, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for a new heavens and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, be diligent that ye may be found of him in peace without spot and blameless, and account that the long suffering of our Savior is salvation, even as our beloved brother Saul who according to the wisdom hath given unto him, hath written unto you, as also in all his epistles, speaking in them of these things, in which some things are hard to be understood, which they that are unlearned and unstable rest, as they do also with other scriptures unto their own destruction. Ye therefore, beloved, seeing ye know these things before, Beware lest ye also being led away with the error of the wicked fall from your own steadfastness, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Redeemer and Savior, Yahshua the Messiah. To him be glory both now and forever. Second Peter, the third chapter. Hallelujah. Thank you, Dr. Bruce Geller and Dr. Jerry Geller. Our scripture readers this afternoon will be Dr. Sharon Welch from our Syracuse class and Dr. Gail Josephson from our Green Bay class. We'll have a three-speaker format this afternoon, each speaker getting approximately 30 to 35 minutes. And our first speaker this afternoon will be Dr. Sharon Welch from our Syracuse class. Hmm. Well... Good afternoon and good evening, everyone. It's a pleasure to um, have something to say. <clears throat> Hopefully, Joshua will uh, put the word out that he would like um, the body to get edified by. It's... Uh, it's always a pleasure and it's really an honor um, to have anything to say um, about 
our creator and his purpose and his plan, as the moderator said. And to know that uh, at the end of this age is just such a, a, a gift of grace um, that he has um, given us. Uh, you know, at the beginning, well, let me put it this way, at the end of this age or the end of the previous age and the beginning of this age, if we can have the, um, yeah. <laughs> Running out, chronological, okay, great. So <clears throat> see where Yashua is on that cross it, and uh, that is the beginning of the end of the third age. Now we know that we have two, three ages in the flesh because the first age is the angelic and the physical creation being created. And time has not started until Adam was um, kicked out of the garden. That's when time started. So we have second, third, and fourth age in the flesh. Now the fifth, sixth, and seventh, see, there's no more flesh. There's no flesh over here. And we are, <clears throat> see, okay, so Yahshua's death, burial, and resurrection, which is the true gospel, see, it's the uh, beginning it's of, of the end of the third age. The fourth age really didn't start. Uh, some charts have like a dotted line right after the cross. And that's because <clears throat> it's the day of Pentecost, which is 50 days after Yahshua's resurrection. So that's when uh, the fourth age starts. Now, in the beginning of that age, see, uh, <clears throat> you know, there were only a select few that received the revelation or received, I could say the Holy Spirit, which uh, is telling the truth about Yahshua's purpose of coming into the flesh, which is to um, institute, uh, no, fulfill the law and the prophets. That was his mission. That was he was supposed to do. And also more importantly, he brought in that new covenant. See that spiritual kingdom on earth. That's what we're under right now. Down here at the bottom, it says new testament of, or of new testament or new covenant. See, and we have always read Jeremiah 31, 31 and 2 Corinthians 3 and 3. See, and he brought in that new covenant, which allowed mankind to receive the Holy Spirit on a permanent basis. So once that Holy Spirit is put within you, it's sealed. It, you know, it's, it's a permanent resident, okay? 
He's not, you're not paying, he's not paying rent, okay? It's a permanent resident. So at the beginning of that age, just imagine <clears throat> all the apostles um, teaching different things. You know, the Sadducees and the Pharisees, they were all just teaching the law uh, and, and the and the, the worshiping of uh, physical worshiping back in the third age. See, they didn't, the ones that did not receive the revelation, you know, they're just totally confused. They don't know what's going on with these 12 disciples going out and preaching the true gospel of Yahshua the Messiah and telling them what this new covenant is all about. So can you imagine uh, the long suffering that they had to have for these people and the sacrifices they made? You know, they just uh, dropped everything and went and preached the gospel, you know, all over uh, Rome and, you know, uh, Paul went to Rome. Peter was never in Rome. Paul went to Rome, Galatian, Galatia, uh, Ephesians, Colossians. You know, they went all over preaching this gospel of Yahshua the Messiah. So let's get, um, hang on a minute. Let's get Colossians 1 and 13. Colossians 1 and 13. Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness mm -hmm. and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. So who, who has done that? Who did that mm -hmm. for you? You know, uh, start again, Gail. I'm going to interrupt you. I don't mean to be rude. Sure. Um, 1 and 13. Mm -hmm. Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and has so trained? Who, who delivered you from the power of darkness? That old covenant is just nothing but darkness. See, it doesn't have no life. You know, when it's dark out, you know, that the moon, it doesn't have life of its own. See, it has no life. Who has delivered you from that power of darkness? And Dr. Kinley said that that devil, he's just doing his job and he's doing it well. That's darkness. See, darkness in the hearts and minds of mankind, which you can see just turning on your TV and seeing all of the uh, iniquitous behavior that has run rampant in this earth plane. See, so... Who has delivered you from that power of darkness? That darkness has power. That mystery of iniquity has power. And don't ever, you know, think that he doesn't because he does. The thing is, is that we know with a revelation that, you know, Yahshua will overcome because he who has um, brought you out of that power of darkness and what else, Gail, please? And, and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. 
now translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Now, that's not the first time that translation was uh, was made. You know, Enoch was was uh, translated. Um, let's see, who else? Um, Elijah was translated. See, uh, there was just so many down through the law and the prophets, but this true translation, see, is, is the permanent um, uh, placement of that Holy Spirit in you. So who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son, which is Yahshua the Messiah. And that's that spiritual kingdom on earth that we now are experiencing. That's what you are experiencing when you come to this um, understanding of uh, Yahweh's purpose, you see. So uh, is there more there? Um, well, yeah. it talks about his redemption. His blood, 14, in whom we have redemption through his blood. Right. Even, even the forgiveness of sins. So we have redemption or salvation through his blood and only his blood. Nobody else can do that. It's only by Yahshua the Messiah because he died for you. See, he taken away that sin. And that was prophesied prophesied see right over there in Daniel where he says that he makes an end he will make an end to to the transgression let's get that where is mm -hmm. it in Daniel the mm -hmm. oh I'm supposed to be reading Linda's <laughs> <laughs> gonna help me sure Linda's gonna help okay good um, it's in Daniel, Nine, the chapter. 924, maybe? Yeah. Okay, Daniel 924. Seventy weeks are determined upon thy people and upon thy holy city to finish the transgression and to make an end of sins and to make reconciliation for iniquity and to bring in everlasting righteousness and to seal up the vision and prophecy and to anoint the most holy. See, now, do you see how that's a prophecy? And that's in the law. In fact, it's right down here on the chart, the third age, go all the way down to the bottom and you'll see 490 year cycle, Daniel 9:24. there you go. You see, it's right there on, on the chart where he will put in an, uh, pick it up again now that we can see it. Go ahead, pick it up again. Seventy weeks are determined upon thy people and upon mm -hmm. thy holy city to finish the transgression and to make an end of sins and to make reconciliation for iniquity and mm -hmm. to bring in everlasting righteousness and to seal up the vision and prophecy and to anoint the most holy. And that is what's happening to you right now. You know, he's anointing the most holy. That anointing uh, is Yahshua, the Messiah, uh, put right within you. So let's get Revelations 12 and 10. 
Revelation 12 and 10. Well, you know what? Let's pick it up at seven. Or you know what? Let's pick it up at one. <laughs> sure. 12 and one. Mm -hmm. And there, there appeared a great wonder in heaven. Mm -hmm. A woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet. Mm -hmm. and, and upon her head, a crown of 12 stars. Mm -hmm. And she being a child cried, travailing in birth and pain to be delivered. Mm -hmm. And there appeared another wonder in heaven. And behold, a great red dragon having, having seven heads and 10 horns and seven crowns upon his heads. The great, say it again, what, what, what was, how did a he great, describe? A great red dragon. A great red dragon. You know, not just a small little dragon hanging out. He's great. A great red dragon. And that would be the mystery of iniquity or Satan. Keep going. Four. And his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven and did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman, which was ready to be delivered for to devour her child as soon as it was born. See, as soon as it was born, that mystery of iniquity, and they want to get those babes. And you see what's going, going on in the world with these young kids. They're babes. Mm -hmm. oh, the mystery of iniquity just has hold on these poor souls. And it's just really sad. But you know what? The reality of it, to me, is the babes in the IDMR and how they're coming into class and they're not even hearing the gospel. They're not hearing the Yahshua fulfilling by the law and the prophets. You know, we, we, we say that's our foundation, you know, and it's a basic lecture. You know, I used to go, oh, another basic lecture. I love it. I love the basic lectures, the simplicity that you see Yahshua's purpose running down through the law and the prophets. People are not hearing that. The babes that are coming into class, they're not hearing it. They're robbing their soul. You see, it's just a, uh, a tragic you know, yes, it's it's sad to see a six-year-old shoot his teacher, but you know what's the reality of it is really sad. So um, I'm sorry, I went off. Okay, pick it up or wherever you left off in Revelation. Sure, at number five, we'll start. And she brought forth a man-child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron, and her child was caught up onto Yahweh and to his throne. Mm -hmm. and, you know and the that's Yahshua. Mm -hmm. And the woman fled into the wilderness where she hath a place prepared of Yahweh that they should feed her there at a thousand two hundred and threescore days. Mm -hmm. And there was war in heaven. Michael oh, and oh, oh, what, what, well, there was war in heaven? Mm -hmm. What do you mean? And I just heard on one, I think it was Springfield, somebody was saying um, that people were asking um, 
what heaven was. And I believe this is a Dr. Kinley quote where he said, whatever you think heaven is, just make sure the devil's not there. <laughs> you see, that's what heaven is. Uh, but there was a war in heaven. See, now the mystery of iniquity is there. See, but what's going to happen? And under this covenant, see, keep going, because he'll tell you what's going to happen to that, to heaven. Keep going. Seven. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. Mm -hmm. And the dragon fought and his angels mm -hmm. and prevailed not. Prevailed Neither not. That mystery of iniquity will not win. It will not win. See, what's greater in you that is in the world, see? Mm -hmm. And that's what's going to overcome that mystery of iniquity. Okay, keep going. I try not to interrupt you. <laughs> and prevailed not. Neither was their place found anymore in heaven. See, he, there's no more place found in heaven for him anymore. So wherever your heaven is, that mystery of iniquity is not there. See, he was cast out of that heaven. Okay, keep going. Nine. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceives the whole world. Hmm. He, he was cast out into the earth and his angels were cast out with him. Mm -hmm. and, and that's why, you know, people think, why, why is this world, you know, terrible these days well it's it's the mystery of iniquity's kingdom it's not yashua's kingdom see we're under a spiritual kingdom on earth but it's not one that is ruled by the mystery of iniquity see he has the physical creation just that he deceived the whole world See, and that's his offspring, see? But we are um, uh, in the world, but not of the world because we're in a spiritual kingdom and we're, but we're still in the flesh. And that's why it says on earth, we're still in the flesh. And we have not experienced the, uh, uh, the, Revelation of Yahshua the Messiah at the end of this age, which will bring in that new earth state. See, we're still in the flesh, that spiritual kingdom on earth. So the mystery of iniquity was cast out and his and all of his buddies with him. You see, that's why there's just so much evil in this world. You know, because he has taken over the the heart and mind of 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 people that do not have the Holy Spirit in them. So that's why you're going to see so much tragic and you know, I mean that thing in in uh, um, Turkey is just it's amazing. It's sad. But it's also showing all of the resurrections that are happening over and over again. Yes, I know what, 24,000 died, something like that. I mean, that's a, 
But all of the resurrections that they're showing on TV is just, I am just like, oh my God, that's just so amazing that, you know, a little baby was born under the rubble and lived. Mm -hmm. It's just amazing. The the power of the resurrection, because they have tons and tons and tons of concrete over them. You know, and we we say that with the with the power of the resurrection when we see a a flower, you know, resurrecting um, between two minute fracks in the concrete. Well, can you imagine a body resurrecting out of that? That's power in the resurrection. I'm getting off on it. Okay, um, continue there in Revelation because there's more. Ten. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our Elohim and the power. See now, now, because the mystery of iniquity is cast out. So wherever heaven is, that mystery of iniquity is not there. Mm -hmm. You see, he was cast out and he's not going back. He's trying to get back in there, but he's not going. See, because... Because why keep keep going in that? Pick it up again and keep reading, please. Now has come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our Elohim and the power of his redeemer. For mm. the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before Elohim day and night. See, he's just cast out there, man. He's just not, he's not getting back. So what now what happens? And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb. Okay, now how are you going to overcome that mystery of iniquity? See, we already had it read in collection by the blood of the lamb, which is Yahshua the Messiah. Only his blood. No one else can do it. See, so how is he overcome by the blood of the lamb? And what else? And by the word of their testimony. What's the word of their testimony? What is that? That's, you got it. You got it. That's why Dr. Kennedy said, come to class. You're going to need it because it's the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Yahshua the Messiah. When you hear that gospel, it says in 2 Corinthians 15, you know, you, you, you hear that death, burial, and resurrection, and it's going to save you. See, and that's the word of their testimony. That's hearing the gospel. So when you hear it, you know, when I, I hear a lecture, like we call it a basic lecture, to me, it's not, nothing's basic when it comes to, Yah- to Yahweh's purpose. <laughs> you think about it, you know, you know stuff that the world just does not have no clue. Um, so. The death, burial, and resurrection of Yahshua the Messiah is that word of their testimony. Keep going. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death. See, they don't love their, we don't love our lives unto the death. See, the mystery of iniquity, he just loves himself. 
you know, and that's one of the big problems in this world is that, you know, people are so selfish. They just love themselves and cannot, you know, put their uh, wants and their will above anything else because that's that's their mate. That's a carnal mind. So you see how that, <clears throat> I was trying to get to the scripture reading, but I'm not getting there. I'm trying to show you what happened, see, in the beginning of this age and on the fourth age and how that Yahshua's poured out his Holy Spirit upon mankind, you know, and, and the next thing on this fourth is the spiritual assembly, the body of Yahshua. Um, and if you read those quote, well, let's get them Ephesians 1, 22 and 23 and Colossians 1, Colossians is amazing, 1, 24 right through uh, 26. So let's get Ephesians. Ephesians 1, 22. And hath put all things under his feet and gave mm -hmm. him to be the head over all things. Mm-hmm to the assembly, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Mm -hmm. 23. I just read 23, which is, okay. yeah. So he's assembling his body. He's the head. We are the body. And to be partakers of the Holy Spirit, see, is the only way that you are going to be part of his body. And let's get Colossians one twenty four. Colossians one twenty four, who now rejoice in my sufferings for you, and fill up that which is behind, of the afflictions of Yahshua in my flesh, for His body's sake, which is the assembly. Right, His body is the assembly. You know, we we're not a church, we're a school, and uh church means assembly see and we're the we're the school of a higher learning as dr kinley would say you know and we're coming together and we are making up that body and we've been waiting and hoping that we get that last soul that'll make up that whole body of Yahshua the Messiah so that we can go on into that next stage. Um, I want to get uh, let's see. Okay, let's go to the scripture reading for a minute and I've only got a few minutes, I know. But let's pick it up there at one. Second Peter 3, 1. Excuse me, Linda. I just want to make note that when you're reading in Peter here, this is after the day of Pentecost, see, and it's, it's under this new covenant that I've been talking about, that they're under the spiritual kingdom on earth, the spiritual assembly, a body of Yahshua, see, the Holy Spirit through faith. This is the New Testament or New Covenant. And this is what Peter is <clears throat> going to be talking about 
And this is uh, in the, the beginning of this fourth age. And this is what's happening. Keep going. Or pick it up, please. This second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you, in both of which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance. Hmm. That ye may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandment of us, the apostles of Yahweh and Yahshua, our Savior. Yashua. Right. So he's just saying that he's, you know, you may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets. So he's just, you know, reminding them uh, what was uh, instituted here back with you know, the law and the prophets. So keep that in remembrance, in, in remembrance. Keep going. Knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lusts and saying, where's the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. Now, haven't we heard that? Or haven't we thought that? If I can say that we have thought that, thank you, I see the sign. Knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lust. I already talked about that. See, in the beginning of this age, that's what was happening. And he's saying that the last days, see, it's walking after their own lust. And that's what the world is doing now. Where's the promise of his coming? You know, when they're all waiting for him to come back on a cloud. And we know that he's, we're waiting for him to leave. He's already been here from the beginning of the, the fourth age. He's been here all along. See, and, and they're saying, where's the promise of his coming? He's already come. You see, after the death, burial, resurrection, 50 days in Pentecost, he descended on a cloud, see, and he's coming back in the same manner, which is in your cloud, which is your brain, which is the new covenant put in, put in your heart and in your mind, see, and he's here, he's in within you, he's assembling his body and it, we're waiting for it to be completed and so that we can go on into that fourth kingdom age, which is immortality, a newer state. See, oh my goodness. We're waiting for him to leave. For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. And didn't we think that at one time? You know, come on, we're... <laughs> everything just seems to be the same but that's because if you if i thought that then i realized that i was looking at the flesh and i was looking at the physical and not the spiritual and that's what what we're coming down to be aware of dr kinley said the only difference between you and i is that I know who I am, which is Yahshua, the Messiah, if you have the Holy Spirit. And he said, you are becoming aware. So that is what's growing. You know, we don't have a little baby Jesus in us and it's growing. See, we don't have a baby Yahshua in us. 
See, once you have the Holy Spirit, you have the whole thing, but it's our awareness that's growing and growing and growing. And the more that we learn about Yahshua's plan and purpose, see, the more that our awareness is growing, that that Holy Spirit has a an effect on you when you realize that that's what's in you and that's what's motivating you to uh, to worship Yahweh in spirit and in truth. So with those small words and uh, hope that somebody got that something out of that, if you did, all praise to Yahshua the Messiah. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Dr. Welch. And our next speaker will be Dr. Sasha Rakmilovich from our Madison class. Uh, good evening, everyone. Good evening. Good evening. Uh, uh, it's an um, uh, honor and uh, a pleasure to uh, to be here and to testify about uh, the wonderful gospel of Yahshua the Messiah. I really enjoyed what the first speaker uh, was talking about and uh, when the scripture was read and when Sharon was giving a testimony, there were several things which were in my mind, and I would uh, like to uh, share them, Yasha Willen. So the, uh, the first speaker uh, ended up uh, saying, and actually she was saying it during uh, you know, the lecture, that um, you know, Yahweh has a purpose and uh, uh, Yasha is uh, uh, just building, uh, building up uh, his uh, body or his temple or gathering, you know, the last uh, uh, people who are to hear this gospel of salvation and to accept this gospel and uh, then you know, the end will come. And we know that we are uh, close to the end, just uh, based on the, you know, what's based on the manifestations, what's happening in the world. So I don't want to go to the 24th chapter of Matthew, but you remember when the disciple asked uh, Yahshua, what would be uh, the uh, uh, signs of your uh, coming, he was, talking about the earthquakes happening. And now this is, you know, the uh, greatest, you know, one of the greatest one just happened. And he was talking about the wars, like a brother is going against the brother. And that's what we are witnessing with uh, Russia and U Ukraine. And, you know, things uh, uh, like, like that, it's uh, happening in the world and if you look carefully it's uh, it's uh, accelerating but uh, Yahweh has a purpose 
let's uh, read uh, Isaiah 46, 9 and 10. Isaiah 46 and 9. Remember the former things of old, for I am Yahweh and there is none else. I am Yahweh and there is none like me. Declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times, the things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. Right. So uh, that's that's fine. So uh, Yahweh is saying that, you know, pretty much the end is determined from the beginning. And he has the purpose. And he is going to do all his pleasure. Uh, so let's uh, look at the uh, types um, in the Bible. Let's look at... Um, and the type with uh, uh, Adam and uh, Eve. Why we are looking uh, at this particular uh, story? Please read uh, Romans 5, uh, starting with 12. Mm -hmm. Romans 5, 12. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men for that all have sinned. For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed where there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is a figure of him that was to come. Thank you. So Adam was the figure of him who was to come, or Yahshua, the Messiah. So in this uh, uh, school, which was uh, founded as a result of the vision and revelation given to uh, Henry C. Kinley, we learn that the stories in the Bible are uh, not just you know, the moral stories for people to follow, as uh, people with a uh, religious background learn in the uh, churches when they grow up. But they are actually uh, uh, witnesses or uh, examples for us to understand our uh, heavenly father who is uh, invisible. And we read about it in uh, Romans uh, 1, 19 and uh, 20. So please read Romans 1, 19 and 20. The first speaker was talking about the importance of laying uh, foundation for the newer people. And that's what we uh, are doing in this class. Romans 1, 19. Because that which may be known of Yahweh is manifest in them. For Yahweh hath showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, 
being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Thank you. So, um, uh, things which we can know about our creator, his invisible things, including his purpose, is being manifested with what he created. Now, in the beginning of the Bible, we read that uh, Yahweh Elohim created Adam. And to, as we just read in, uh, in Romans, uh, Adam was the type of uh, he who, who is to come. We also read uh, a similar thing in 1 Corinthians 15, uh, 45. We don't, I don't want to go there, but it's talking about uh, first Adam and second Adam, and the first Adam, earthly Adam being the type of the second Adam. So this example with uh, Adam, when Adam was created, Eve was within him. In fact, when Yahweh Elohim created Adam, he said uh, that the male and female created he, uh, them when Eve was still within Adam showing that it was a unity and showing that the uh, Eve was within Adam similar as uh, if you could show me a Moses uh, chart, please. Uh, similar to uh, uh, the creation, including uh, the people. Uh, could, I, could you show the Moses chart if you could, um, Greg? Uh, the uh, people were within uh, uh, Yahweh Elohim, who is the creator. Now, as Eve was uh, uh, taken out of uh, Adam and they uh, become separated, it shows how Yahweh Elohim created the whole uh, creation, uh, including you know, the people. The people would constitute his bride, as Eve was a bride of uh, Adam from the physical standpoint, you know, Yahweh is uh, chosen uh, after the uh, uh, spirit will constitute his spiritual bride. Now, um, so when uh, Adam and Eve became separated, we read the story that Adam was deceived by the mystery of iniquity or by the serpent in the garden. Now, Adam was not deceived, but it was Eve who was deceived. Why is it so? Because Adam in this uh, case was the type of uh, Yahshua the Messiah and Yahshua is the, the truth. And Eve is the uh, type of uh, the assembly or the type of the world and the world, because Eve was, you know, the only one representation of the world, Adam representing creator, Eve representing the world. The whole world was deceived in the garden by, by the serpent. You see the reflection how end is determined from the beginning. In the end of the book, we just read, the first speaker read, the book of Revelation 
saying that Satan deceived the whole world in the angelic uh, creation. And it's manifested in the beginning of the purpose in the physical creation, how the serpent is deceiving uh, Eve who represents the humankind. Now, the end is determined from the beginning. In the beginning, uh, Eve, the wife, was within uh, the man. So in the end of the purpose, it, uh, the uh, wife should get back within the man. Mm -hmm. Actually, that's this, uh, what's, what's going to happen. It's, it's prefigured already in the uh, beginning of the Bible, in the third chapter of the Bible. Please uh, read uh, Genesis uh, 3 and start with verse 21. So in Genesis 3.21, we read that after the transgression, uh, Yahweh Elohim is uh, 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 talking to the people. He is uh, uh, cursing the serpent, the Satan, and uh, uh, telling Adam that the uh, ground will be cursed for his sake and so forth. So mm -hmm. please read verse 21. Unto Adam also and his wife did Yahweh Elohim make coats of skins and clothe them. Right. Yeah. So, so, you know, every uh, sentence, every word, in fact, is important mm. uh, in the Bible. So after this uh, transgression, Yahweh Elohim closed them with the, uh, with the uh, coat of the animal. So it prefigures the sacrifice which Yahweh Elohim will provide himself mm. for the people, for his chosen. And here, closed, as it says, did it say it, he closed them? He yes. made closed for them and closed them. Continue reading in verses 22, 23. And Yahweh Elohim said, behold, the man has become as one of us to know good and evil. And now, lest he put forth his hand and take also the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore, Yahweh Elohim sent him forth from the garden of Eden to till the ground from whence he was taken. So he drove right. out the... He drove out... Continue. He drove out the man and placed at the east garden of Eden cherubims and flaming sword, which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. Right, but but I thought there were Adam and Eve because he closed them. Mm. It says he closed them, but then we read after he did it, he just sending out the man, mm -hmm. a singular, because we know that Eve would follow. But look at this, uh, you know, type and shadow, because in other words, Yahweh, Elohim, through the sacrifice, brings people back to unity. That's what we already read, you know, in this uh, uh, chapter of uh, Genesis. And we know that um, that's what's going to uh, happen in the end of the purpose, 
with uh, Yahshua the Messiah, because Yahshua the Messiah is uh, fulfilling what was uh, happening with uh, Adam. For example, like Adam died uh, at the tree when he ate the fruit of uh, uh, knowledge of good and evil. So similarly, Yahshua died uh, uh, at the uh, tree. Now Adam died because of the love which he had for his wife, uh, Eve. Again, Yahweh wasn't deceived, but Eve was deceived and ate this fruit and gave uh, to, uh, to Adam. And because of this love for uh, his uh, wife, Eve, he uh, took upon himself her sin or uh, became united with uh, his wife, you know, by eating uh, from this uh, uh, fruit. And then the uh, uh, prophecy uh, was fulfilled as was told to uh, Adam that for this uh, cause, uh, the, uh, the man will leave his father and mother and will, uh, shall cleave to his wife and they will become one flesh. And this was a prophecy about uh, uh, Yahshua the Messiah because whatever was written about Adam, it's, uh, it was written to point out what's happening uh, between Yahshua and his bride. Mm -hmm. You may say, well, you're making it up. No, we're not making it up. It's confirmed by the Bible. Uh, let's go to Ephesians uh, 5. And uh, I need Ephesians chapter five and uh, last uh, three, four verses. Let Ephesians. me see. Okay. Yeah, Ephesians chapter five. Um, uh, start with verse uh, 30. Okay. For we are members of his... We are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Yahshua and the assembly. Nevertheless, yes. So, yeah, so that's that's what that's what I want. So. Uh, we read about Adam and Eve, but actually it's a, a prophecy what's going to happen with Yahshua and his bride. And Yahshua did uh, fulfill because remember in the end of the purpose, in the beginning of the purpose, uh, Eve was united uh, with the husband and the end of, the pro on, of this uh, purpose, it should be uh, the same uh, thing uh, should be happening. Please read uh, John 20 and, uh, uh, well, before, before reading that, I just want to remind you, you remember when Yahshua was on the cross and uh, in Matthew 27 and 46, he was saying, uh, my L, my L, why have you forsaken me? Why, why is he saying that? Because it was said to Adam for this cause, the man, uh, 
will leave his father and mother and will uh, cleave to his wife, so will become one flesh. So Yahshua taking upon himself the sins of the people are cleaving to his wife, and therefore he feels as being forsaken by uh, Yahweh or his uh, parent, his father and mother, uh, so to speak. Now, after his uh, death, burial, and resurrection, Yahshua is appearing before his disciples. And that's what we read in John uh, chapter uh, 20. Let's read John 20 and Anita 26. John 20, 26. And after eight days again, his disciples were within and Thomas with them. Then came Yahshua, the doors being shut and stood in the midst and said, peace be unto you. Then saith he to Thomas, reach hither thy finger and behold my hands and reach hither thy hand and thrust it into my side and be not faithless, but believing. And Thomas answered and said unto him, my, my, Elohim, my Savior and my Elohim. Yahshua said unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. Right. So what I want to, there is a, uh, several things in this uh, short uh, scripture, but what I want to focus your attention to, that Yahshua is uh, coming to the disciples and he is asking uh, Thomas, uh, Thomas who doesn't believe that it's a real, uh, really resurrected Yahshua, to thrust in his side his uh, hands. Now we remember, that when uh, uh, Eve was taken out of uh, the side of uh, Adam from his, uh, she was uh, made from his rib, she was taken out of his side. So symbolically, Thomas, who represents the wife or the bride or the assembly or the, the disciples, symbolically by you know, thrusting or asking uh, Thomas to thrust his hands into his side is Yahshua inviting, you know, the, the bride to come uh, back, you know, into him or to be united with him. It's kind of Eve going back into Adam. And that's what Yahshua is saying when he is praying uh, to the Father. Uh, John 17. Please read John 17, 20 and 21. John 17 and 21. Did you say 20 first and then 21? Yeah, there's two verses. John chapter 17, verses 20, 21. Sure. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word that they all may be one as thou father art in me and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. Right, and so that was 
what Yashov's prayer uh, was uh, before he uh, was uh, crucified. That's what he kind of manifested after his crucifixion with uh, uh, Thomas. But the reality came, it's on the day of Pentecost or 50 days after Yashua's resurrection when he gave his Holy Spirit into the hearts of the uh, people. And that's when the, uh, the people who represents his body uh, became one uh, with him or became and uh, Yashua and uh, the bride and the wife, they became one uh, flesh. And uh, uh, please read uh, Galatians chapter three, let's uh, see uh, verses from 26 to 28. Galatians three twenty-six. For ye are all the children of Elohim by faith in Yahshua the Messiah. For as many of you as have been baptized into the Messiah have put on the Messiah. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For ye are all one in Yahshua the Messiah. Thank you. So we're all one in uh, Yahshua, the Messiah. So I wanted to uh, tie, uh, tie it with the scripture reading and with what the first speaker was talking about, because the uh, bride, the wife, the assembly, uh, it's also in the scriptures is called the uh, a, a body of Yahshua, the Messiah. Uh, and uh, in the scripture reading, we uh, read about the scoffers. We say, you know, what is the uh, science of his coming? So everything is the same now as it was before uh, that. But uh, Yahweh is, uh, uh, has a purpose. And he, uh, his purpose is not uh, uh, deviated uh, from his plan. Like uh, he, uh, well, I need to go there first. Let's go to Genesis 15 and uh, 12. Because in the uh, figure, in the type and shadow, uh, Israel represented the wife or bride of uh, Yahweh. So we can understand based on the example with uh, Israel, what's happening with the invisible uh, bride or with our souls because our souls individually and collectively are the parts of his body or the bride of Yahshua, the Messiah, who is our spiritual and or heavenly husband. Please read. Genesis 15, 12. And when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram and lo, a horror of great darkness fell upon him. And he said unto Abram, know of a surety that thy seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs and shall serve them and they shall afflict them 400 years. And also that nation whom they shall serve will I judge. 
and afterward shall they come out with great substance. And thou shalt go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's it's a prophecy. It's uh, given to uh, to Abram. Now Abram at that time, when we read Genesis 15th chapter, didn't have any children. Actually, at that time, he thought he could, could not have any children because his wife was barren. But it was already prophesied that he would have children, what's going to happen with his children, that they will go to the slavery, to the uh, uh, land they know of for like 400 years, and then uh, come back with a great substance. Now, first, it just demonstrates that Yahweh has a purpose. Before the events take place, he already knows what's going to happen and nothing is going to change uh, his mind. He's not going to deviate from his purpose. Second, it shows that the end is determined from the beginning. And what I mean is that it's all reflects what's, uh, what's going to happen with the spiritual Israel, which are his chosen or his uh, bride. Please read Ephesians 1 and 4. Ephesians 1 and 4. According as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Having right, so, yeah, continue on, please. Mm -hmm. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Yahshua the Messiah to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. Right, so we as, uh, you know, children of uh, Abraham, which were not born yet, but it was already uh, uh, predetermined what was going to happen with them. Similar, before we were born yet, before the foundation of the world, it was Yahweh Elohim had the purpose and he knew that, you know, he, he has chosen us. He didn't choose the whole world. And if I have time, I will go into this as well. He didn't choose the whole world, but he chose the, you know, certain, you know, uh, people or certain souls, I would, yeah. uh, I would say, within himself to go through to the same, you know, pattern where to, to go into the world, which is likened to Egypt, to the slavery of mystery of iniquity, so we can grow up with all these erroneous doctrines, serving ourselves. And, uh, but the purpose is to deliver us with his mighty hand for salvation. And uh, so we can uh, go to the promised land Promised land for children of Israel was Canaan uh, land on this chart. And for us, it's a eternal life because Canaan land is the type of eternal life and come with what? With a great substance because it's the same uh, pattern. And that's what's happening with our soul, which being uh, uh, redeemed and saved and Yahshua, uh, uh, is uniting us with himself, how like uh, the bride is going back into the husband 
And what's going to happen? It says in a, a fruit bearing uh, uh, or child bearing, you're going to be saved. And we are bearing forth spiritual fruit, which are attributes of the Holy Spirit that uh, Yahshua is given us. Oh, I see I have five minutes left. Thank you. So please read John 2, 18. John 2, 18. Oops, sorry. Then answered the Jews and said unto him, what sign showest thou unto us, seeing that thou doest these things? Yeshua answered and said unto them, destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. Then said the Jews, forty and six years was this temple in building, and wilt thou rear it up in three days? But he spake of the temple of his body. Right. So Yahshua was speaking about the temple of his body, which those uh, Herodian people thought he was speaking about Herodian temple, but he was actually speaking about the temple of his body that he is going to raise it up on the third day or when he will be killed, he will be resurrected on the third day. But it's only part of uh, uh, the, the meaning which uh, uh, we can uh, see in there because that's that's very true what uh, what we uh, talk what we are saying uh, uh, about uh, Yahshua's body being raised up on the third day but remember that uh, his chosen his bride constitutes his body which uh, we can read it in the in the scriptures, I just don't have time to go there. Please uh, read First Peter two and five. First Peter two and five. Can I pick it up at four? Please. Or if if Elohim spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell, and delivered them into the chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment and spared no, not. No, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm asking for first Peter to inform. Oh, okay. First Peter five and. No, two, two and, and five. five. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, two mm -hmm. and five. Ye also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to Elohim by Yahshua the Messiah. Thank you. So Peter is saying that the, uh, the believers uh, represents, you know, the holy, you know, holy house or the temple of, uh, 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 of Yahweh. So we collectively represents Yahshua's body and collectively we represent the temple. It's a, a different manifestation. So he is going to raise up his body in three days. Now in the scripture reading in Second uh, Peter 3 and 8, we read that for Yahweh, one day is uh, like 1,000 years and 1,000 years is like one day. So Yahshua has been building 
this temple of his body for two days or 2,000 years. And mm. now it's the beginning of the third day. So he's not slack concerning his uh, promise. He's going to raise us up on the uh, third uh, day. And I have one or a couple minutes left. The last uh, verse I want to read from the scripture, and I just want to address it really. Uh, 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 quick. So it's Second uh, Peter uh, three and nine. Nine. Yahweh is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long suffering to us, word, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Thank you. I talk to uh, some uh, Russian Christians sometimes on a daily basis, and uh, the people argue that uh, God, as they call him, they really want everybody to be saved. It's, it's his desire, but because of the people's free will, they are opposing his desire and he cannot do anything because he respects uh, people's will. So it, sounds like people are stronger than he. And they're using this particular verse because they say, look, it's saying he does, he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And there is another verse in the Bible similar to that. But we have to read carefully what it says in verse nine, just read it again and, I, and then I'll be done. Nine. Yahweh is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us, word. But not... is long-suffering to everyone in the world. Does it say that? No, us, word. No. To us, word. So it's talking mm -hmm. to the beloved. It's talking mm -hmm. to the assembly. It's talking to those who are uh, predestined for salvation because he is patient. He is waiting as the first speaker was saying, you know, for this last stone to be put in the temple or for the last soul to be added to uh, the body of Yahshua the Messiah. So we can all go into the next creation where we, we uh, in Yahshua the Messiah will be glorified. Uh, thank you for your attention and all praise and glory be to Yahweh through Yahshua the Messiah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Dr. Ratmilovich. And our third speaker this afternoon will be Dr. Diane Emler from our Oceanside class. She's coming. Good evening, everybody. Good evening. Good evening. Excuse me. Um, let's uh, go uh, over to the uh, scripture reading um, and pick that up at one. So that's uh, 
Second Peter, the third chapter. Um, and while the that's being gotten, um, I, as always, I've enjoyed uh, the previous speakers, and uh, really, it is um, every time. Uh, for me, when I have a moment of clarity as to just what it is that we have been given, um, it's overwhelming. Uh, the world lies in wickedness, and um, we have been given uh the Holy Spirit to be able to see that wickedness and to be able to learn um, of the Creator. Um, so it's it is uh, pretty unbelievable. That's all I can say. So let's just start reading. Second Peter 3 and 1. The second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you, in both which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance. Now he's stirring up our pure minds, mm -hmm. our spiritual minds so that we can remember. Go ahead and read. That you may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandments of us, the apostles of Yahshua, our Savior. Okay, go on. Knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days, scoffers walking after their own lust. Now, this, I'm sorry, Sharon. Uh, sorry. This is the common story. Um, yeah. And Sharon uh, went and uh, worked with the ages and dispensations and really. Uh, the story of good and evil has not changed uh, in the sense that if you have received something that is pure, you have received uh, truth, uh, then one of the benefits is that you can see the scoffers uh, walking after their own loss and mankind walking after his own heart and his own loss has been since uh, time began, even before time began. Uh, Sharon also was in the 12th chapter of 
um, revelation. And in that chapter, you will read that there was a war in heaven and that Michael and his angels fought against uh, the mystery of iniquity uh, and his army. And when the mystery of iniquity, Satan was defeated, he was cast down into the earth. Mm -hmm. And when he was cast in the earth, the comment that John makes in Revelation is, woe, <laughs> woe unto the inhabitants of the earth, because the accuser, the brethren, has been cast down. Okay. And we know that uh, those unrighteous spirits were cast in men and we know this if you know uh uh the messiah whose true name is yashua that uh he and his disciples uh his disciples before they even received uh the holy spirit or that new covenant were given the power to cast out uh, that uh, uh, mystery of iniquity out of men. And so it ties right into them being cast out of heaven and put within mankind. Mm -hmm. And this is the result of that uh, 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 evil spirits, this is the result, what you see in the world today. There is lying and cheating and atrocities that uh, that are ongoing. It just never seems to end. And uh, it will not go on forever. Yahweh will not allow this unrighteousness to go on forever. And uh, he, in preparation of that, he has given his sons of his own spirit that uh, 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 Holy Spirit in us uh, to protect us, to uh, keep us safe, to be able to see the pitfalls uh, that are all around us. We are children of the day. And being children of the day means that you should be able to see what's around you. In the nighttime, you're tripping over everything. But with that spirit of Yahshua, you sh we should not be tripping over things anymore. We should see the path that's been laid out before us. And we should be, with all of our efforts, taking one step at a time down that path. 
because he has uh, allowed us uh, sight. He has given us his protection. He has loved us as his own sons and daughters. Um, go ahead and read. I'll pick it up at three again. Knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lust and saying, where is the promise of his coming? <laughs> for since, <laughs> for since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. Now, when Yahshua uh, go over to the first chapter of Acts. I want the ascension. And then the second chapter of Acts, uh, Pentecost. Mm -hmm. Acts 1 and 10. All right. Uh, 8. I'll pick it up at 8. But ye, shall, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Spirit has come unto you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Right. And when, and when he had spoken these things while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. Now, Yahshua, who had gone through his death, burial, and resurrection, and that was not a resurrection of a physical body. He resurrected a quickening spirit, and he was in uh, uh, that uh, uh, state, ascension, for, uh, uh, for 40 days, and then he ascended. And what we're reading is that he ascended up on a cloud. Pick it up and read it again, Gail. Nine. And when he had spoken these things while they beheld, he was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel. Mm-hmm which also said, ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Yahshua, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as you have seen him go into heaven. So they saw him taken up on a cloud. And then they saw two men in white apparel that said, why are you standing, looking up into the sky. He that has been taken up into heaven shall come back the same way he went up. So he went up that quickening spirit or that Holy Spirit, he went up in a cloud and he shall return in like manner in the same way. Now, the whole world is out there waiting for him to return. 
And this is where we're picking up in the scripture reading that uh, they think he's delayed his coming. Well, for 2,000, more than 2,000 years, they've been waiting for him to come back. And they have yet to see him come back. And they think that, you know, uh, uh, people are leaving churches in great numbers. Uh, the Roman Catholic Church is just, <laughs> they're leaving in droves. Um, uh, I'm of the baby boomer generation, and we are one of the last generations, they think, that will uh, have attended or belong to a church, that the generations following um, really have no desire to walk into a building or to walk into a church or quote unquote belong to a church. They, they have no uh, confidence. They have no faith in religion or in government. They have been handed a world that is depleted of resources, uh, where pollution is in the air, in the water, in the land, even more so pollution in men's minds. The politics are polluted, churches are polluted, and they just don't see the point. And people of my generation, and really the strongest generation was my parents' generation as far as belonging to a church. And that's how we got there. Our parents took us there. And But now the world is saying, well, if he was coming, don't you think he would have been here by now? But they have missed what has happened. And they've missed it because, oh boy, because that mystery of iniquity has not taught them anything, anything about the new covenant. So uh, go ahead and into Acts, the second chapter. Acts 2 and 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. So there suddenly was a sound uh, of a and of a Russian, not a Russian, a Russian. <laughs> mighty wind. Uh -huh. And so that sound filled that room. And I also think that on the, uh, uh, with the tabernacle that was built in the wilderness of Sinai and 
and uh, Yahweh told Israel to build that tabernacle so he could dwell among them. And at, he was depicted as a cloud. There was a cloud that led Israel up out of Egypt. That cloud came and was on top of Mount Sinai. And when that uh, uh, tabernacle was completed, that cloud filled that tabernacle, filled it to the point where you couldn't even go into worship. And the same thing happened uh, uh, with Solomon's temple. When Solomon's temple was dedicated, that cloud filled that temple. And those that were in the temple came running out because there was so much cloud. There was so much Yahweh that they could not abide in there. And so here he is taken up on that same cloud. And then on the day of Pentecost came in that sound, that vibration, that movement as a cloud. And it filled, it filled that upper room. Go ahead and read. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a mighty, of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And that sound filled the whole house where they were sitting. Read. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire. So it, that, that sound, and I'm correlating that sound to a cloud. If you've been uh, in a situation where you were in a, like a sound, uh, I had the opportunity one time to be in a home that had, a, I'll say it was built like a studio, one room, and it was all padded. And when the music was put on, there was that sound just went through you, in you, and through you, and filled that room. And that's the way I think of that uh, uh, day of Pentecost in that upper room as a cloud, that sound uh, just like a cloud. And it filled that room. Go ahead and read. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. All right. So uh, hang on to that. And I should have gotten this first. Go over to John 14. Um, I, I need 26, but mm -hmm. we're going to have to pick that up a little bit. Let me get it here. Uh, 
Oh boy. Uh, Pickett started at 15, 14, 15, and then we're gonna drop down. Um, oh. And then we'll just drop down to 26, but started at uh, 15. So that's John 14, 15. Right. If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. All right. If you read the beginning of that chapter, this is Yahshua speaking to the disciples. And they have been with him for three and a half years. And in that three and a half years, they have, uh, he has protected them. He has given them comfort. He has taught them. He has fed them. He, they were with him when they slept and when they got up in the morning, they just uh, were always with him. But he's telling them now that he's going to have to leave. And they don't seem to, they don't like that because they want him to stick around. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, pick it up again, Sharon, and I'll let you read for a while. Okay, John 14, 15, if you love me, keep my commandments and I will pray the father and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not. Now they can't, I'm sorry, they can't see the spirit of truth. Right. They can't see uh, spirit, period. Yeah. Because in uh, John uh, 4.24, we read that Yahweh is spirit. And if you're going to worship your creator or spirit, you have to do it. Uh, worship him in spirit and in truth. And truth is not a physical entity. You can't go down to the store and buy a box of truth. Truth is spiritual. And our physical eyes cannot see spirit. But in Romans 119 and 20, Paul talks to us about how that we can understand that which we cannot see uh, by the things that are made. And we have been taught in this school by this vision that was given to Henry Clifford Kinley that all things really are made up of that spirit. We were, uh, Israel at Mount Sinai was given a covenant and that covenant was physical. 
you leave the chart here. That covenant was physical. It had physical ordinances of uh, a baptism and suppers. And uh, with Abraham, Israel was given circumcision. And everything that they were supposed to do in the flesh uh, gave them the opportunity for their own righteousness. You read that in 624 of Deuteronomy. Now, this righteousness was something they could not attain because nobody could keep that law. There, besides the Ten Commandment law, there were over 600 other laws. And until you get up today, there's thousands of laws. The Roman Catholics have thousands of canon laws. You don't even know what all the laws are to be able to keep them. But we have been, uh, uh, when Yahshua came in, in that physical body, he uh, fulfilled or took out of the way that old covenant, that physical, carnal, earthly covenant, and brought in a covenant of grace. And grace means grace. Grace does not mean grace and get water baptized. It doesn't mean grace and uh, 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 do the Ten Commandments. It Grace means it's a free gift. And he has given us this covenant so that we, in part, can understand spirit. Now, uh, uh, keep reading, uh, reread that, that last verse, Sharon. Verse 17, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. Now he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. And that's what we just read in the second chapter of Acts, is that Holy Spirit filling each and every one there in that upper room. That that uh, 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 that was the Holy Spirit in them. Uh, mm -hmm. Read 26, because I got like not much time. Verse 26, but the Comforter, which is the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. So here you go. Thank you. I see the sign. Um, <clears throat> on that day of Pentecost, was, which was uh, um, 50 days, as it was said, uh, after the resurrection of Yahshua, that they were in that upper room and received that Holy Spirit. And it says that the comforter, which is the Holy Spirit, 
whom the Father will send in my name. Yahshua is the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. The Holy Spirit's name is Yahshua. And he shall teach us all things and bring all things back to our remembrance. Now, here we are on the day of Pentecost. And in that upper room, it was filled with that sound or that cloud, just like you have uh, him taking, uh, um, uh, ascending in a cloud. And right within you, your body uh, made in the likeness and image of the creator. Um, in your head cavity, you have a brain and your brain is likened unto a cloud and that cloud being gray and white in color. So he returned to them in that upper room as we read in Jeremiah, filling your heart and your mind, or that was him in that cloud in you, so that Yahshua or the Holy Spirit came into those uh, 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 disciples and within you. That Holy Spirit in you is Yahshua returning. And he's been back for over 2,000 years. And they're still out there waiting for him to jump out of the sky in Jerusalem someplace. And he's, as Sharon says, my favorite line, that he... The whole world is waiting for him to come and we're waiting for him to leave and to take us with them because we are his body, that assembly. Folks, there is so much. The world has given up hope. People won't watch the news. They're afraid to go out uh, in public venues for getting shot. There's, it's just the chaos is everywhere, but it's not, it's going according to the plan because this thing came in, in chaos and it's going out in chaos. And Yahshua has laid this all out for us in the law and the prophets. And please come back Learn as much as you can. We're not scary. We really aren't. And we don't do weird things. We And we won't charge you any money. Or you won't even have to be on a mailing list. All we want you to do is come and listen. And we pray that Yahshua will open up your heart and mind so that you too can see spiritual things and that spiritual salvation that we've been given thank you hallelujah thank you dr emler we'd like to thank everybody who participated in our zoom class today 
And we'd also like to thank those who have viewed us on YouTube. We hold our Zoom class every Saturday from 4 to 6 p.m. Pacific time. At this time, I'd like to ask the class to stay muted until the live stream has ended. We'll now be dismissed by the doxology, which is taken from the last two verses of the book of Jude. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise Elohim, our Savior, through Yahshua the Messiah, our Sovereign, belong glory and majesty, dominion and power, both before all time and now and ever. Let us all say, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.